Hello, and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach. This is Evelyn Knight. Thank you for joining me today. I am so glad that you're taking time out of your busy day to listen to me talk a little bit about being a child care business owner. I also wanted to start out today by just thanking you, those of you who just reached out to me. I got uh, so much love after last week's episode, and I received a lot of well wishes and support for what my family is going through. All the messages I received were really just touching for me. So thank you again. So today, um, just my mind is still in that frame of mind. So we're going to talk about delegation. And uh, that's our focus. And I will just give you guys a quick update since so many of you reached out. And my husband is doing a lot better considering what he's been through from what the doctors and therapists are telling us. He's doing really good. He will be out of work for quite some time. He has about three different type of therapists between occupational, physical, and um, oh, what is it, speech therapy coming in to our home to work with him. And now he has added two new doctors to his team of so many doctors as it is. I feel so bad some days. He sees a nephrologist, a cardiologist, an endocrinologist, uh, we just added um, uh, a neurologist and now he's seeing a speech pathologist and it's just kind of, it's tough. But back to uh, the subject at hand, um, but just again, he is doing a lot better and from what the doctors and everybody's telling us, things could be a lot worse. So I am just thankful Um just, we are so blessed. And you know, you guys, I am a God girl. And I have to say that God has just blessed us tremendously. And even through this time, uh, things could just be so much worse. So I'm just so thankful for how well things are going considering. But back to delegation. So I'm just living right now in the fruits of my delegation. Thank God, I finally learned how to give up control. In the past, I have been quite the control freak. And I I am that's just one of my big character flaws. I love having control. And I just am always afraid that if I don't have control over everything, that things are just going to get super messed up. And it's really just going to be harder for me to clean up in the long run. I think a lot of you can relate like just think about like housework and different things. Um, Something just as simple as doing the dishes, I tend to have to control like the putting away of the dishes because I want things exactly as I want them. I want to be able to walk in my kitchen in the pitch black and prepare a meal. That is how controlling I can become. I've had to learn in the past that when you are that controlling, like I am, you end up creating for yourself so much work. You end up making it so that you're the only one who really can do certain tasks that nobody else can even help you because of the kind of control you have to have of these tasks. So it really just becomes um, a huge detriment and it ends up just becoming so consuming that it's hard for us to let go. So I've just learned in the past that I've, I've just started telling myself 
that my way isn't the only way. And just because somebody does something different doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make the way I do it wrong. It doesn't make the way they do it wrong. But I do need to really just learn how to let go of that control at times so that I'm not overwhelming myself. And I have to learn to not nitpick so much. I have to really just open my mind to seeing that my way isn't the only way there is, right? And that maybe even my methods aren't the best methods. Maybe there's methods out there better than mine. And just letting it go, looking at the result instead of the process. Sometimes I become so obsessed with the process that I forget that the process isn't what it's important. It's the end results. And when it comes to running a child care center, doing what's best for the children, right? That is really the result we're looking for. The success for the children, not sticking to things having to be exactly the way I want them to be right? But just doing things for the children. So for example, if I create a policy uh, that isn't working for a classroom, if it's not effective, my staff is okay. And they know my seasoned staff knows that I'm okay with them coming and saying, hey, this isn't working. Can we try it this way? And we will change the policy. Now I'm still really big on I want the procedures in writing, I want it, you know, documented, but I don't mind changing it to adapt to specific staff, you know, like if you've got a new team in a classroom, maybe their way of working together is better in this context. Not all methods work for all people. So having that flexibility, delegating also comes to just being aware that you're not always going to know what's going on. And you're not always going to just have a hand in the solution. And that one was really, really hard for me at first at my center. It was really difficult for me when things were happening and I found out about it later and I wasn't included or I felt left out. Like a different, I just wanted to know every little thing, every crisis that came up, every um, issue and even the wins, all the great stuff too. I just wanted to know every little thing. And I felt really left out if like I went on vacation for a week and I found out after I came back from vacation that something had happened. Um, the one time my husband actually won a trip to Alaska for 10 days through one his job and it was just the coolest trip. We got to stay on a private island And during that time, there wasn't always phone service and my cell phone wasn't always working and it drove me crazy because I didn't have that constant contact. I didn't know what was going on. And I realized at the time, like how obsessed I was with being in control and with being in touch because here my husband won this amazing, awesome trip, right? And we're a once in a lifetime opportunity of staying in this cabin on a private island outside of Juneau, Alaska. And I was like, we got to get into town so I can check my messages to see what's going on with the work. You know, so that's just 
was a huge eye-opener of not appreciating where I was, what was going on, because I was so obsessed with having that control. And it really wasn't that I didn't want to be left out of the loop. It really came down to the fact that if I wasn't hearing about every little thing that was happening, that means I wasn't making every decision pertaining to every little thing that was happening. That meant I didn't have control and I wasn't micromanaging. So that's where delegating also becomes so important. You just, you need to be able to live your life. And without delegation, we just cannot live our lives. And it was a lesson that took me a couple of years. In fact, my, um, director who was my assistant director for 11 years. Uh, that's like her, this year's goal for her is just to really learn how to delegate. And she was laughing and just said to me, you know, it took you 11 years to delegate the job of director to me. So um, she just was laughing. She's like, you know, so hopefully I don't take as long to learn how to delegate as you did. And as much as it was a joke, there was so much truth in that also, right? Because the reason it took me 11 years is because it was really, really, and it still is hard for me to let go of that control. But bottom line, I have to trust that I did my job training my assistant for 11 years, that I did my job coaching her in order for me to be able to walk away and make her the director. If I did not do a good enough job coaching her and training her, then that's on me. The, she worked side by side with me, right, for 11 years. Her and I literally sat next to each other for three straight years of it. And so in that time, if I was a good leader, then I taught her what she needs to know so that I don't have to micromanage her. I don't have to be in control, right? And that is a sign that I've done my job as a leader and that I've stepped up to becoming or to being a leader is the fact that she is now able to take on this job. So just keep that in mind. The better leader that you are, the more you will be able to delegate because you're duplicating yourself. And the best leaders will learn how to duplicate themselves. One of the things we really have to learn how to do is what tasks are appropriate to delegate and when. So think about that. Like look at your team that you have. Think about their strengths, right? Look at each individual person. Is one of your staff members really, really good at bringing everybody together, organizing things? Do they love that social aspect of work? Maybe put them in charge of event planning. Put them in charge of like, um, I know my staff, we do uh, birthday potlucks. So whenever somebody has a birthday, we do like that month, we'll do a potluck for that person's month. So one of the teachers could be in charge of that. If um, one of the teachers or one of your managers or an assistant is super good at doing um, flyers, or they're really, really good on the computer, delegate creating flyers to them, delegate any kind of like computer task, anything you need to create on the computer, whether it's a newsletter, delegate it to that staff member who's really, really good at 
creating things, uh, you know, online, making forms, whatever, just they like that creative um, part of the online world. So delegate that to them. Look at your, uh, you know, if you're a one man manager, and you don't have a managerial team, just look at the things that you could be delegating to your staff. Like, what you really want to think about too, is what is above your pay grade? Okay. Really, really think about that. You look at how much you make. It is probably above your pay grade to create enrollment packets. If it's just photocopying, stapling and putting things into a folder, that is above your pay grade. Now you absolutely want to oversee that to make sure that they're being done correctly to make sure that the copies are done clean, so that you're putting your professional foot forward. But it pretty much when it just comes to like copying and stapling, that's above your pay grade, you make way too much money. So that is something that you absolutely want to delegate, you know, and also think in terms of like, you're in a center that you can't pull a teacher out to do that. Maybe a part-time assistant would be cost-effective to you. Think about what would you be cost, like if you had somebody come in four hours a day and they just did those menial tasks that are definitely above your pay grade. That is actually in the long run, delegating like that will save you money. For example, if you're making, uh, you're a director or you're the owner and you your salary, let's say, for example, is paying yourself $40 an hour, right? And you are doing tedious tasks like uh, cleaning up your office, dusting your office, um, or just that filing, okay, let's say filing inputting new registration into the computer, just like typing it out, all of that stuff, right? And you're spending two, three, four hours a day doing those menial tasks, you are paying somebody $40 an hour to do that stuff that should actually be an entry level position. So keep that in mind. And look at the tasks that you're doing that are below your pay grade. What should you be doing at a $40 an hour level? Maybe you should be in the classrooms coaching your team to develop them to make them the best team possible, so that you can increase enrollment and so that you can retain the uh, enrollment that you have. And also so that you gain such a reputation in town that families are knocking at your door and fighting to get into your center. So where is your time better spent? What are you doing that is wasting your center's money? And I know a lot of times, especially owner directors, you're so afraid to hire an assistant or help and you'll just do every little task yourself, which is something a trap that I fell into once upon a time, I would do my own landscaping, I would clean my vans, I would do all these menial tasks. And um, I, you know, after I hired my coach, and she just taught me that I am spending more money by wasting my time doing tasks like that than I am if I were to hire someone. And at one point I thought, well, I can't afford to hire someone. And she really taught me that sometimes you can't afford not to because in the long run, the tasks that those necessity items are taking you away from 
that is really costing you more money in the long run. So if I'm outside doing my own landscaping and a tour comes in and I'm not prepared or my classrooms aren't prepared because I was outside instead of coaching a team member, you know, taking that time to coach on how to uh, perform when a tour is in the building, like how to talk to a tour, for example. Instead of doing that, if I was outside doing landscaping, then I could have possibly lost that tour. And I could have lost the money for that tour because my tour wasn't done well, because I didn't take the time to coach my staff and train them on how to talk to parents when they tour. So really just look at where are you wasting your time on tasks that are way below your pay grade. Those are the things that you want to find someone to delegate to. Look at who you can delegate to. Are there people on your staff you can delegate to? Maybe during nap time, you can take um, a stack of papers to one of your staff members and have them help sort, staple, and file things. Maybe it's something you can take to them. Or maybe there is time during nap time where you can pull a teacher, like rotate some teachers out to help you do some filing, to input information. You know, as long as your classrooms are in ratio, maybe you could just rearrange your lunch scheduling, the way that you're scheduling your staff's lunches so that they can help out and do certain tasks to help you save some money. Uh, and then you're not putting that time, then you can deal with the important things that are at your pay grade. So write down all the tasks you're doing, figure out what are things that only I can actually do that are really worth what I am making, what I am paying myself. Or if you're an owner who's not making anything yet, write down tasks that are only worth what you want to be making. If you're an owner and you're not making anything right now, but you want to be an owner who makes $10,000 a month, put yourself in the position of that owner. Kind of project yourself, right, to being that owner. What tasks would she be doing? What tasks are beneath someone making $10,000 a month or even $5,000 a month? Or maybe your goal is even $2,500 a month. What kind of tasks does somebody making that kind of salary, if you were paying them, what would you be paying them to do? If you're a director, look at your salary. What is your owner or what is the owners of the company, your board, whoever pays your salary? What do they feel is worth doing? Do you really think that I don't know, doing like the uh, data processing and putting like maybe a new hire into the system is worth what you're being paid? Or is that more of an entry level? Just really look at that kind of a thing and determine who you can delegate it to. And if not, maybe even if you can just find somebody within the community who just needs a part-time job, maybe one of your stay-at-home moms that just would love a couple hours of work, like maybe when they're child is there, maybe if their child is there every other day, for, you know, three or four hours a day, that's somebody you can hire to just do some of the office work for you, like inputting uh, new children, updating files, tracking shot records, uh, keeping up to date with employee files, uh, just those little things that are just tedious work that takes up our time that we are, that it's just beneath our pay grade. So really think about delegating those. And another thing too, is by 
forming a, like kind of like staff committees or empowering your staff that really does empower them and it makes them feel like they are in control um, and they're part of the team. It gives them something that's theirs. So don't be afraid to delegate certain things. It really does actually help that feeling of being a part of the team. And just um, figure out what are their strengths and weaknesses. If you have somebody who is a terrible planner and they don't schedule well, then you probably don't want to put them in charge of like annual party planning, right? So make sure that you're just matching it with the strengths and that you really just know your staff, know your people, match the strengths to their strengths. So I am going to just leave it at that today and keep it kind of short. Uh, join me again next week. I really hope that was at least somewhat helpful. Um, you know, delegation is really, really important. Uh, again, last week, I talked about how making sure that you are not the only person who knows to do a lot of tasks. That kind of goes along with delegation, but it's just being more intentional. Instead of just training people to do uh, these tasks, you're actually implementing it and putting it into place where they're always doing these tasks. That way you're freeing up time, you're taking more control of your own time, and you're creating a culture where you don't always have to be there. So if something happens, you've got plans in place, right? And you've delegated a lot of tasks. So you're not so overwhelmed. And also, if you do have to step away from work for a week or two, if you have a lot of these tasks delegated, then when you get back to work, you're not going to be so bogged down, and you're not going to be so overwhelmed. So it's just one of those things that getting to that next level in your journey as a professional will get you there. So again, thank you so much for joining me. I know I probably sound tired. I am absolutely exhausted right now, but I want to make sure I'm getting this content out to you guys on a consistent basis. So also check out my website. I have launched my new training series. So if you're not on my Facebook page, check us out the child care business coach or uh, the child care business professionals both will work and check out our new training. We do have our new membership up. And basically the way it works is if you are a member, you will get access to every training I do uh, all every month, all of them, I do put out a new training every week. But there is a library that you will have access to at any time to watch all the training videos. And so far, uh, we've started with our foundation piece, creating your vision and your mission and plan for your center. That training is really set up to start getting you focused on that next level. Where do you want to go in your career? Who do you want to become? And then the other training that we're just releasing uh, tomorrow, but by the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll probably be released. It is going to be on um, becoming, going from being a leader, or I'm sorry, going from being a manager to becoming a leader and the traits that you need for that. So you can uh, purchase the trainings individually. I do have them for sale, but it is a better deal if you just join the membership. I also do have my elite package program going on, which entitles you to our weekly newsletter. It entitles you to all the trainings and a one-on-one time with me every week where we just sit down, go through your program, 
and start getting it organized, fixing it just to get your center to the next level. We also work on goal planning and strategizing to help grow your business. Uh, Like, for example, if you're opening a new center, we can strategize to make sure that you start out right and strong and don't fall into a lot of the pitfalls that new owners fall into. Or if you're ready to expand it, but you're just not quite sure how to get to that next level, how you can step away from your own center so that you can start a second center that's something we work on too. So any kind of uh, when you're ready to get to that next level, or if your center's struggling, and you just need that help, getting back on your feet, learning how to take control and creating that center that you dreamt your center would be those are the kind of people I work with. So um, let me know you send me a message on Facebook. You can always send me an email Evelyn at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. I will put all of that in the show notes, including my website and information on where you can check our new trainings out. Again, subscribe to my podcast and give me feedback on uh, iTunes. I've gotten some great reviews. I so appreciate the reviews. They just warm my heart. So please give me a review. Send me a message if you have any questions. I love chatting with you guys on Facebook. I get a lot of DMs uh, and I'm more than happy to chat with you guys. I just love answering your questions and just chatting with other uh, professionals out there who are trying to run centers. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. So I hope you join me again next week. And thank you again for joining us today. Have a wonderful week.